have, we have been in this series on back to the basics, and I have, I have thoroughly enjoyed what I believe that, that God's doing in this. And uh, if, you, if you missed any of those, I encourage you to go to the website, go back in the archives, and listen to them. Because, we, it, again, it's always good to come back to the basics. And, um, and so in those basics, we started out and we talked about the Word of God. That's the foundation, right? So we talked about our foundation, the Word of God, having a biblical worldview so that it influences everything else. We talked about Christian growth. We talked about prayer, worship, and we're going to talk about how to share our faith, witnessing, evangelization, right? Because that is uh, what I believe... Um, you know, we talk, we, we sometimes, I, I just don't hear as much about the Great Commission. You know, that's the Great Commission. It's not the Great Suggestion. It's the Great Commission. <laughs> and that Great Commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? To make, sure, to make Jesus known and uh, among all people. And, that, and, if, and the, if those were like the final words that Jesus was giving to his, his, his Christ followers, to the followers of Jesus, and, uh, and I don't believe that he's changed his mind on this. There's still a world out there that needs Jesus and uh, needs salvation. And so we're going to focus in on that today. And, um, and so we, we just want to encourage you in this. And, um, and with that, I, I really um, am, am trying to bring it kind of in, in a little bit of a uh, coming together of, of who we are as a church, our philosophy of ministry in this. But also, uh, my hopes is to be able to create some individual um, inspiration to share your faith. And for that to, to take on some forms of even practical I carry You Matter cards in my wallet, so at the restaurants and different places, I'm able to, to, to leave those with a nice tip. Don't leave it if you're going to be cheap. <laughs> Make sure it's a good tip. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so I, I personally uh, still share my faith. I still witness. I still lead people to Jesus. I got a cool story at the end that, that I'll, I'll tell you about. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but... But uh, I've had the privilege, the honor of seeing the up and outer come to Jesus as well as the down and outer. Now, unfortunately, I think the church has, has been in a mode where it, it's, it's so much easier, at least in a mentality, to preach to the down and outer. Because they need, they need all kinds of things, right? And if you can... You know, find people in deep need, then, you know, it's easy to kind of slip Jesus in there. You take someone that has it all in appearance, and it doesn't always look like they need God. But I'm telling you, I run with some really wealthy people. They need Jesus. <laughs> and they have a void on the inside that a lot of times they're trying to fill that. And so with that, being able to share our faith, and I have seen... I'm telling you, I've seen the, you, you've heard me tell that story of that Satanist that I led to, led to Jesus. You know, he's a, studying for the droid uh, priesthood. I mean, and, and the most sinful of the sinful come to Christ. And those that look like that maybe they had it all together. See, the realization needs to come that the moral condition of man always leaves him ready for salvation. 
Please get that. The moral condition of mankind. See, we were born with this sin nature. We don't have to be taught to sin. Come on, how many of you were sinners and really good at it? <laughs> so with that, we just, it, it, just, it should allow us to have entrance in knowing all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we have the ability to, and, and conscience is our ally. That if we'll, if we'll learn the Word of God and how to use that and how to, how to be able to minister in the good news properly to be able to bring salvation to them in a message that touches their lives. I'm telling you, they, there's a, you can see people come to Christ no matter what's going on in their life. It doesn't have to be crisis mode. They don't have to just be a down and outer. They don't just have to have things blowing up. People are in need of salvation, and the moral condition always makes their heart ready. We just need to learn how to tap that and how to be able to do that. So hopefully we do some of that here today. Um, you know, Jesus was a master at it. Whenever I read through the Gospels and how he ministered to people, I, I just, I'm in awe at just how he, he, he did it different all the time. And as far as building a bridge to where people were at. But, but in that, um, the, so he didn't, he didn't get hung up with, with certain prejudices. You know, it, it, I, I, you know, think about the woman at the well and how taboo during that time frame. Um, when, when for him to, uh, you're talking about, you know, a woman from Samaria, but also a woman. And he was crossing over boundaries and lines, right? You know, you, you, you really read into that and you get the picture of that and the disciples showing up and it's like, he's talking to a woman. He didn't get hung up on some of those things. The shepherds, you think about, you know, when the, when the shepherds, just, just them in general and the, 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 the lower level of lifestyle and who they were and yet... He loved in a, the angels appeared to them at even the birth. Look at the honor. Look at God's heart for just people in general. And, and, and let me just go a step further. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, sometimes they, 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 they want to say, well, yeah, Jesus, you know, he, 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 he forgave and he was kind to everybody. Except for the religious folks. You know what? I didn't seem shun or... Or uh, reject Nicodemus when he showed up. And he was religious. You know, you can even go into historical archives. The resignation. Think about Caiaphas, the high priest. He was part of crucifying, sentencing him. And in still Jewish archives today, historical record has the resignation letter of Caiaphas that tells the story how Jesus manifest himself after resurrection while he was in his quarters with the doors shut and closed and Caiaphas show, has Jesus show up. Jesus loved him. I mean, think about it. I mean, this is the guy that was responsible. Getting you stuck on the cross, going through everything you went through. The brutality of all of that. And here Jesus shows up in his 
bedroom in his house. That's love. So we need to have a good understanding, I think, of the heart of God from that, that aspect. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture here, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, play with it here a little bit. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. You know, I'm a, I, I love New King James, and, and again, this isn't an authorized version, but this, I felt like, gave us a, a little bit of play on some of the story and the passage here to help us have some insight. So here in Mark chapter 2, and starting in verse 13, it says, Then Jesus went uh, to the lakeshore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. This guy worked for the IRS. <laughs> Not too favorable, right? Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. Along with many tax collectors. <laughs> so he's gathered up all his other sinners, right? <laughs> many tax and other disreputable sinners. And there were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. I love that. Why? I can get in on this. Right? You can get in on this. Don't look all holy at me. <laughs> But when the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? <laughs> Isn't that a lot of times that, you know, picture of those in sin and all of that kind of group? See, we shouldn't, we shouldn't get taken back. Sinners sin. You need to just realize that. Sinners sin. Some are better at it than others, but sinners sin. Look, look at this in verse 17. When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Bless you. Healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous. This is so powerful. But those who know they are sinners. And that's bottom line. So how do, we, how do we really reach people? How do we do this? I think the first step in this is that we need to have a, a philosophy of within our church and within our life, of being first inclusion. I know that's kind of a, a bad thought in some ways, of inclusion. Because a lot of churches, they, 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 they want to make it real narrow and tight if you're going to come in and be, be like the rest of us, stick in the muds. I mean, like us other <laughs> religious folks. I love what Pastor Olin said. I, 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 he, he ministered last week. He's been doing this a long time. And I, I love asking him questions. I still ask him questions. And, and years ago, you know, what was that, early 2000s, that they moved to San Angelo and uh, became part of our church. And, um, and 
with that, I, I asked him, so, so, you know, one of the things I said, what, what do you think helps us in becoming the kind of, because our church was very strong in outreach, very strong, especially during those days. We, 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 we fired up, we started a little bus ministry, and that mu- bus ministry just exploded, and we had bus pastors, we did uh, it started in where we ended up with a full clothing store, uh, food ministry. We started cooking meals on Sunday, feeding, feeding all these people. It just, it was just, it, it just spawned off into all kinds of ministries. And so with that, I mean, we had all kinds of people. We, did some, we have done some crazy things to even reach people. And, uh, you know, today, today Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Don, the Satanist that I told you about, he showed up at our church on a Super Bowl Sunday and, and gave his life to Jesus <laughs> at a Super Bowl party. <laughs> it was a full big, I mean, back in those days, I mean, you know, our, our church, again, we're talking a long time ago, it had the largest screen in San Angelo. I guess we, we might still have the largest one in San Angelo. It's got the big LED wall. I know we hadn't quite come up to speed here yet, but we're working on it. But, uh, but you know, to be able to show up and do that kind of stuff and outreach, and, and we've done all kinds of things to, to reach people. And Pastor Olin said, really doing what you're doing, he said, he said the, way, the way church should look is it should look like a funnel. He said, a funnel means anybody who walks through those doors should know that they are loved by Jesus. They are loved by you, that they matter, that they're valued. Every single person, whatever walk of life, where they've come from, what they, they've done, what they haven't done. That, that, and then, as they begin to move into the process, next steps foundations, volunteerism, leadership, then discipleship, and it begins to work, and more is required. But at the beginning, see, why would, see so, so here's, the, here's the deal. How dare we judge people from the moment they walk through those doors? See, for me, I, I, I got radically born again, transformed in my bedroom. That didn't happen at church. I couldn't remember anybody witnessing to me other than my grandmother that was desperately praying for me and telling me, Walt, cry out to God. He's as close to you as your next breath. That was the most she knew how to do to witness. <laughs> but sure enough... When I finally hit bottom and I, I went and got a Bible and I'm crying out to God in my bedroom, I had a life-transforming experience with Jesus from reading John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Prayed a simplistic prayer, bam, born again, weight of sin, gone, transformed. It was, it was miraculous. So there's, there's, there's something that stirs in me that, that I know there's others out there and let me, let me say this. So, back in those days, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was a pretty wild-looking guy. I know I clean up really good. 
But, uh, I mean, I had long hair. I mean, I, I, the typical beach bum-looking guy running around with no shoes on all the time, that, that was me, driving my Camaro and looking, you know, I mean, that, that was the life, you know. And, and so here I have this transfer. So I end up, I show up at church, and, you know, and I was, I'd, you know, I'd sit, you know, in the pew, and it's kind of like everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> Had people really suspicious. Is this guy really saved? He don't look saved. (laughs) But listen. Let's take it a step further. What if they do get saved? All of a sudden, do you have like this supernatural download that all of a sudden you you have all the likeness of Jesus all at once? (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a process, isn't it? So why do, why do we want to do that? Now, do we need to be careful of unsafe people and people that, that, that have ulterior motives and think? Absolutely. That's why with our children's ministry, you'll find that we're, we're doing those, those trainings and, and doing the, the background checks and all those different kinds of things and their systems and what we do. All of that's in place. We understand, yes, there are, there's unsafe people out there. And so we, we're going to protect. We're going to do those kind of things. But for the person that walks through those doors, we want to make sure that we have the funnel effect happening in our church. That, because I'm praying. <laughs> and, if, and if only healthy people were showing up, we got a problem. I'm looking for some sinners. <laughs> some folks that are good at it. And to experience salvation. But for that to happen, you have to have the right heart that says, you know what, God, I'm, I'm for inclusion. I'll love people right where they're at. Amen? That's what the love of God should compel us to do, is to be able to make sure. And so for us, being friendly and just doing basic, just Christian things of Christian joy and love and and those types of things and sharing, that should be who we are as people of God. The second one is our influence. Our influence. See, I believe that, that when you look at, the, look at how Jesus did life, he did it with, with just people. And it was by virtue of influence. It wasn't some religious duty or act. Jesus blew that up. It wasn't about, okay, check all these boxes. Right? No, it was about doing life together. And then out of that, you have influence. That's why he was able to enter into so many different people's lives, invited to their homes, invited into their world to where they live, where they hurt, where there's dysfunction. Think about that woman at the well, you know, you know, and he read her mail, you know, and he's like, go get your husband. Well, I don't have a husband. Yeah, and the other ones you've got rid of, and the one that you're with now, he ain't your husband. She's like, ooh, I perceive you're a prophet. <laughs> right? 
And Jesus didn't do it in a condemning way. It was still the love of God that was reaching out to her, that was compelling her. Notice the impact that it had on her life. Look at, look at what happened. Sometimes I don't think all of the story is, is written down. They just, come on, how many of you have done that? And, and, and you're, you're asked to write something down, and you, you write down certain things that matter to you or certain things that, that really stood out. So Scripture, sometimes I think, I think it's still limited in that, and you've got to look at the outworking of what were the results, what followed, what took place. She goes back and brings the whole city out. The impact, her influence. Can you imagine? I mean, they were like, well, if she got saved... <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I believe would happen. You know, my grandmother and my aunt, they teamed up. I was, I was uh, uh, again, being, a, being a, a real challenge for the family because of, of my lifestyle and where I was at and, and uh, the things I was, I was into party lifestyle. And so I was negatively influencing some of the other cousins. And, and so my aunt, she, she, had, she had lived a pretty wild life herself. And so she had come to Christ and so her and my grandmother, they committed one day a week to fast and pray for me. They were serious. But you know what they told me? They were like, we just knew that if God could get you, that you would influence the rest. And it worked. I don't know of a cousin of mine that's not also a Christian now. And I'm talking some hardcore ones. <laughs> Sometimes we, we just need to realize that our influence is some of the greatest thing that you can have of just being around other people and letting your light shine. Letting people see Jesus real in your own life and what that looks like. And so we need touch factors. We need to think in terms of what does that look like and what, is, what, is that, what form does that take? And, and I, I'm, I love that, that we're, we're coming back to church. We're moving past so much of this. And, uh, you know, I've, I came out of a basketball game this past week there in San Angelo. Big game with Ballinger, Texas. And our boys won. Yes! And uh, possibly looking at district champs and... But we're, we're, we're out, and it was a Ballinger lady, you know, with a big Suburban, you know, and she's driving. And, and me and this, this other man that, that we hadn't seen each other in, in a long, it's been a year, seems like. And uh, he works with West Texas Boys Ranch there, and we go way back and friends. And, and um, anyway, he was, we were just kind of catching up, and we're in the parking lot, kind of in the way, you know, traffic's starting to leave the game, you know, and we're standing out there, and we give each other a big old hug. This lady stops her car, rolls down her window, and says, Oh my God, that's so awesome. I'm like, what? It's so good to see people hugging again. <laughs> I'm glad to get past this. Mask up, give somebody a hug. We need touch factors. We've got to stop this whole thing of... of... Listen. I know that if you have underlying conditions, you, you have reason to be protective and those kinds of things. We have realized through this, for the most part, all of us that are healthy, 
even if we, a lot of you got sick, <laughs> you got it, you're going to live through it. You're all right. Join and I have been around it all over the place. And, but in this, we have just made up our mind. Somehow, we still got to trust God, and we're not going to live in fear, and we're going to minister the love of Jesus, and it's about touching lives. We've still got to be active in that and not shun away from that. So we need to, we need to be real. Don't, don't ever feel like that somehow if you're going to share your faith and be able to influence someone pro- properly that you have to have everything together. That's not the case because the reality is you don't. <laughs> if you do or think you do, you're full of pride. <laughs> we are all on the potter's wheel <laughs> and he's working on us. I think that people appreciate when you're real. That's why for you, from this platform, for me, I'm going to try and present myself as real. In the spirit of humility, that we're all working on this. Now, does your influence have a greater impact if you are actually kind of got your act together and you're living for Jesus? Yeah. They don't want to follow you if your life is jacked up, messed up, and you're blowing your life up, right? So, so there, there's a balance. They want you to be real. They want transparency. They want humility. But at the same time, how we live our lives does matter. And so being considerate of that, but be transparent. Be willing to be real. Don't. Try to present yourself as something that you're not. Just be real. They'll understand. If you're brand new in it, tell them you're brand new. It's okay. But use the influence that you have. The last one, I've got to, I've got to move on. Man, I've got a really cool story there. But uh, the last one is, is relevant. So ultimately, it's about us being relevant. Are we needed? So I, I just sometimes I, I just question. And, and it's like, are we affecting and impacting our community and people's lives and the world in which we live to where if, if we were gone tomorrow, they would miss us? Are we relevant? Or do we have some kind of social club or religious thing going where we meet and we, we, we dissect the word and hang out and do all this Christian stuff, but we've not truly impacted the world. Jesus showed us that it was about having impact in, our, in the world in which we live. Now, did he know the scripture? Absolutely he did. That was the power of, of his life and ministry was out of the word. Don't don't, we started this with a, talking about the foundation in the Word. So don't, don't misunderstand me here. But ultimately, the bottom line of the end results on this is it needs to translate to where it's about life impact and being relevant. You know, it, it, uh, you know I keep up with sometimes different 
kind of statistics and things. And one of them, you know, on, on, when you look at what churches, what religions are growing, what, and, and different countries are going to, you know, a lot of them are being impacted. You know, Southeast Asia, for instance, you know, when you think about, um, you know, the, the impact in a, of just the Muslim Islamic religion, you know, in the 13th century and what happened in that, if you study that, and it's like, why weren't we there first as Christians? Why, why aren't we showing up? You know, when I think about today in America, the, the, the fastest that's actually documenting actual growth in numbers is Latter-day Saints. And they don't believe who Jesus is who he said he is. <laughs> there is a difference. <laughs> but they talk about family and they talk about a lot of things. that, And they work it. They're out there. Jehovah Witnesses. So we're, we're driving. Um, was it yesterday or the day before? So Joanne and I, we're, we're in the car and we're driving along. She gets this phone call. Now, you know, we've got, you know, rental properties, RV park, all that, and she takes care of all that. So, so she, she answers her phone. So she sees this number come up, you know, and so she, she answers her phone. And, and, um, and they, they called her by her name and said, am I speaking to Joanne? She said, yes, because now it's got her attention. This person knows my name. They didn't show up as a contact. And immediately with certain questions, because we, <laughs> when, when they would show up door to door, I used to love it. <laughs> I, I like drool over it, you know, it's like, yes. Because see, I used to be real similar with our background, right? And so... I know them, I know their approach, I know their scheme, what they're doing here. And so for me, it's like, bring it. I'm loaded. I'm ready. And, and so, and, you know, and then we would notice that, that our, they must have had, you know, like the layout, you know, of the, of the neighborhood. And they would show up at my house one time and they must have put a big red X. Don't go there. And they would be going around and they'd always skip me after that. I'm like... Because <laughs> I always love finding out who's the, who's the mentor and who's the mentoree. And then I just look at the mentoree and I just start talking about the Jesus that I know. And my testimony. And all of a sudden you can see the trainer going, Come out, come out, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> and all of a sudden here's Joanne. She's on the phone and she starts, she realizes real quick, this is a Jehovah Witness. They have now found a way. I forget. She Joanne asked, how did you get my number? And they, they told her. There's a, some kind of access now to our phones and to our phone numbers that, that they can have. I commend them. It's like they're serious about this. Now they realize there's only 144 going to make it, so they, they're in a competition. <laughs> they got 144 contestants who can knock on enough doors. <laughs> Not quite like that, but anyway. <laughs> but I thought, bless God, 
even in a pandemic, they're still trying to reach people. Where's the church? Are we still reaching people? Or have we just checked out and said, well, there's a pandemic going. And man, and, and, and all of a sudden, Joy, I, 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 I told her, I said, you, at the beginning, you seemed a little rusty, you know. And all of a sudden, man, she found her groove. And man, next thing you know, man, she's, she's all of a sudden, she's talking about Jesus. Because, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the place. They, they don't believe Jesus is who he said he was. They believe he's just a son. Not God manifest in the flesh. And all of a sudden she's talking about, she says, what are you going to do with, with Timothy that, that fell down and, and told Jesus after the resurrection? When Jesus said, Timothy, don't be so unbelieving. Feel the nail scars. Thrust your hand in my side. And Timothy falls down and said, my Lord and my God. Jesus didn't say, oh, wait, 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 Timothy. No, 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 no. Don't, don't worship me. You know, I mean, I'm not God. Oh, no. What about Jehovah? So, because the conversation, they tried to take it to Jehovah. And all of a sudden, Jesus, uh, Joanne starts going, yeah, here's Jehovah to Sidkenu. Our righteousness. Jesus became our righteousness. Here's the shepherd. Oh, Jesus is the good shepherd. Here's the healer. Oh, Jesus is our healer. Oh, and she just went right down through that thing. Just boom, boom. Well, we pray you have a nice day. Click. <laughs> For the rest of that, that's just one part of just being able to share your faith, even with those that are in opposition. But being relevant, I, I thank God that, that our church, both San Angelo and here, that we stepped up with food boxes, giving away thousands of meals to help people, to care for people. Um, during COVID, being able to, to even do some things extra financially to help people. All of those. It's about being relevant. How do we stay relevant? When I think about world missions and, and what God's ultimately called us to do in the relationships, the things that I see forming, the things that are happening worldwide and what that looks like. You know, our, our church, we, we didn't only just feed people here. We fed people in other countries. Staying relevant. And the gospel, it's not an either or of just presenting the gospel or taking care of social needs. Those things should work hand in hand. Jesus did both. Pastor David talked about it. And when he fed the 5,000. And if you read that story, I mean, he caught them off. He's like, give them something to eat. And they're like, us? We well, this is all we got. Right? But giving what we do have, ministering to people at whatever. That's why I appreciate even the classes that are going on, the things that are being taught, struggling with addiction, the... Um, Celebrate recovery for those that are struggling with addictions. And well, Listen, don't try to go that alone. You need people around you to help support you, love you, care for you. Our men's ministry. Paul Cole next week, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're his father, Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, and all those 
men's books and curriculum and everything. It's impacting the world. I forget how many languages it's translated in now. It's amazing the impact worldwide. We're part of certain things that I believe are making huge investments and returns on kingdom advancement. I know we just look and, and it's like, well, it's just, we're just a small church here. You know, really just getting going good, in my opinion. And, and hang on, because I believe that we're, we're headed someplace. Why? Because there's people to reach. And if we, if we have the right heart, I promise you, it won't be hard to see people come to the Lord and see people become a part of this church. They're looking for something that's life-giving, that's, that's truly bringing grace to their life. And I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad you're a part of this. I believe that we're relevant. I believe for us, if we were removed and gone tomorrow, when I ask that question and I look at the different impact and the different things that we're doing, I believe it would leave a void. Now, do I would, would I like to leave a bigger void? Yes, much bigger. So we're going to keep working at this. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Mm. I guess I've got a closing question. Because it's going to take each one of us. I, I, I did a series years ago called Each One Reach One. And if you do the math in that, what can happen if each one reaches one? And the kind of multiplication that that equates to. It's massive, just within a short amount of time. If each person said, you know what, I'm going to purpose. I'm going to pray that God sends somebody in my life, a real sinner, <laughs> somebody unchurched. And I'm going to witness to them. I'm going to see them come to the Lord. I'm going to see them become part of our church. I, I, each one just reach one. The impact and the difference that would make. But in that, you know, there's a, there's, there's a whole lot of other things that begin to start taking place that as multiplication starts happening. I believe God is a God of multiplication. <laughs> you read through the Old Testament as well as in the New. I mean, He multiplies. And with that, there is going to be such more of a need for those that are serving in different capacities, leading groups, different teaching classes, doing all kinds of different things. Are you willing? Because you're already here. Some of you are newer, but you're here. Are you willing to say, God, here am I. I want to be a part of this. I'm willing to be inclusive. I'm not going to push people away and reject them just because they don't look like me, talk like me, act like me. <laughs> I want to use influence. I want to build relationship. Because, listen, people want to know more that you care before they ever know how much you know. And then be relevant. And some of that is we've got to get busy. We've got to make ourselves have life impact. This church needs impact. 
What space are we going to occupy to advance the kingdom work of God and to truly be vital to community?